Welcome to the Tweed Couch Guitar Therapy Session, where we talk about all things guitar related. My name is Dr. T, and I am not a licensed therapist, but I play one on a podcast. Today on the Tweed Couch, we are counseling on no love for lefties. When you think of left-handed guitar players, you probably think about Sir Paul McCartney, Kurt Cobain, Tony Iommi, and of course, Jimi Hendrix. These are left-handed players who restrung the guitar to suit their needs and set themselves up for success. Of course, you could also think of Albert King or Dick Dale, who learned to play a right-handed guitar flipped upside down without changing the way that the guitar was strung. Whether it was for comfort, accessibility, or impatience, it takes real skill to play the guitar the way they do at the level that they did. But how hard is it to find a left-handed guitar? Do the pots and tuners work the same? Is the pedal industry anti-southpaw? Is it cool to take a lefty guitar and flip it righty? Do lefties even think it's weird seeing a lefty? Well, we will discuss this and more on this group therapy session with Barber on the Tweed Couch. Well, it is interesting to me that Somebody I have yet to have on this group therapy session is someone that I actually believe is a good friend, a confidant, honestly, someone who is a kindred spirit of tone, and that is my friend, Barber. And so I'm happy to have you. Thank you so much for being on the Tweed Couch Barber. Oh, thank you for having me. I've definitely needed this therapy session uh, for a while, so uh, <laughs> I think we should just dive right in. I think I think we should, you know, because right, time is money, mm-hmm. and you know, I don't want to eat up all the therapy with me talking. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. So here is the crazy thing: is when I met you, and you met me, you were on the road with a band. I was on the road with a band. Mm-hmm. We ended up doing an event together. Yeah. And. One of the first things I noticed right away, because a lot of times when I would fly in to do an event or or do an event with another band, sometimes I would just use their guitar. <laughs> and I remember specifically them saying, you need to bring a guitar. And I went, why? They said, well, he's left-handed. And I went, oh, oh no. Yes. I, I, I feel so bad for him. Yes. I, you know, <laughs> I was born with this affliction. And, and yes. years of therapy have probably been needed, but that is true. Yes, I was born left-handed. So so that actually brings me to that first question, which is, are you completely lefty? Like, I mean, do you write, throw? I mean, do you kick? What Are you completely lefty? I am 100% left-handed. Le- right left-handed, uh, throw, kick. Uh, the, actually, the only thing I don't is I cut scissors with my right hand because... They don't seem to fit in the left hand. I think you need specific left-handed oh, scissors, yeah. and nobody's got time for that. So I just, you know, stick with the ready. But yes, truly left-handed, uh, born this way, even when I was younger, didn't like that I was that way, and even tried to work in learning how to write right-handed. It just didn't work. I just said, let's just call it a day. Let's just stay left-handed. Wow, that's that's amazing. Like, Well, did you even go as far as to, like, they would they'd put, like, a a mitt on your hand or like some like tie it up, duct tape it down. So my, my mom is ambidextrous. So she writes left-handed, okay. but she does everything else right-handed and kind of mixes and stuff. So I think she was pretty, 
pretty woke to that. That you know, that just let him be, just let him do it. So yeah, no, yeah. nothing as extreme as that. But it was, it was interesting. I mean, little things like you know, the pen always getting on your hand because you're writing and you're right left-handed, like things that right-handed. Oh yeah, people and it's don't smearing across the exactly <laughs> across yes. the page. <laughs> yes. So there's just things like that, but. Yes, it is uh, something I was born with and not changing anytime soon. I would I would have to imagine that one of the biggest annoyances or grievances you have is you must have every righty in the world either A, making fun of you, or B, trying to fix you like something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yes, or, or C, <laughs> wanting to try to play my guitar to see if they can do it. That's another... <laughs> that is... When I was younger, it wasn't as much of an issue, but when I was older, it was always, oh, let me see your guitar. I want to see if I can do it. And I mean, as as a Gosh. left-handed musician, and I'm sure we'll get to this more in a little bit, but I always had to learn how to play right-handed upside down for like trying out new guitars and stuff. So oh, yeah. I think when people realize that, oh, that's a thing. Yeah. Now everybody wants to try my guitar just to see if they can do it. And then you oh, get the yeah. you get the furrowed brows and the confused looks, and then they hand it back and say, "That's too hard. I don't <laughs> I don't want to deal with that." That's that's awesome. Well, speaking of which, then how hard is it for you to find the perfect guitar? Then <sighs> nearly impossible. Uh, oh man, I've been lucky though. So the one of my first oh. guitars that I ever owned, um, like I said, my mom and my dad were pretty cool and. Uh, they actually bought me an acoustic guitar, just an Fender acoustic. That was what I learned on. And then as I got a little bit better, uh, they found a, it was, I think, a 1995 Mexican Strat on eBay. Back in the beginnings of eBay, I was, I think, 13. And I okay. still use that guitar today. Uh, really? And Yeah, it's one of my favorite guitars. I kind of go in and out of resurgences of being like, that's the guitar I want to play. I've had to replace the frets a couple of times. But, oh, wow. But that guitar, I've kind of had to make it be my perfect guitar for a while, especially when I was younger and I didn't have the money to... Yeah. Um, so, so did you spend a lot of time modifying then because you couldn't get the perfect guitar, so you just went, screw it, I'm going to do it myself? Yeah, I mean, I, I had replaced some pickups. I think I replaced the, the bridge pickup at least twice. And then I had a friend who uh, actually, so my first guitar teacher uh, was actually left-handed too. And I think uh, he's largely responsible, I think, for me being a left-handed musician, because I think if I just had a regular guitar teacher that, you know, was right-handed, he would have just said, I'll just teach him how to play righty. But uh, he, you know, he was like, no, here, try this guitar, you know. How does that feel? You know, he had me pick it up and say, which way does it feel more comfortable? And definitely in the left-handed position made the most sense. So yeah, he and I, uh, we did some modding too, and I actually put a series switch in uh, my... Oh, so cool. it actually puts the uh, back two pickups in a series, and it kind of gives it a much thicker tone than I think your traditional Strat. I think I've always deep down been more of a humbucker or even a P90s yeah. guy. And I think that was kind of my gateway into it was the series switch that uh, yeah. I still is on it today. It's getting a little rusty. I probably need to replace it soon. But to answer your question, it is very hard to find the perfect guitar. I've had this one for a while, but when I got to the point where I was starting to make my own money, I realized very quickly that I was never just going to be able to walk into a store and pick yeah. out a guitar. Uh, yep. So 
what ended up happening is I would do a lot of research. And I think this was a huge blessing in disguise. Um, I would have to yeah. find a guitar that I think I like, do some research about it, see if I can find a right-handed version of it. If yep. I can't find a right-handed version of it, then I need to find one that's similar to see, okay, how does the neck feel? This is a one of those C slim taper, you know, necks. Okay, I like this, but yep. okay, now I need to find a guitar that has the alder that this guitar that I want has and and then try that out. And so finding the guitar that's right for me usually took several weeks. I could never just go in and impatiently go buy a guitar in a store. But I think like I said, a blessing in disguise, maybe, because I think it made me a very discerning musician uh, when it comes to gear, but also a discerning, you know, just making sure I'm not making any jump decisions. I could really feel like I knew my guitar before I bought it in and out. Yeah. Well, I, I, in all honesty, that probably makes you just smarter about the instrument at, mm-hmm. in general. Yeah. You know, it's not just you looking at an instrument going, I want single coils. Mm-hmm. You know, instead it was you going, well, what kind of single coil am I looking for? How do I want it to react? How do I want all these things? Now, what I wonder is, and and I have no idea, so I'm really curious on this, Mm -hmm. is the pots, like volume, tone, are they wired the same? Like, do you roll your palm up to make it louder or do you put your fingers down to make it louder? Yeah, so I have to roll it up in order to no down to bring the volume down in order to so, yeah so it's it's the so same it, as you but just in reverse okay yeah. so they just they just move the lugs because yeah. i mean that's all it really takes yeah. is just taking the the wire and moving it but i mm. i was just curious you know yeah. if it's you know any different I'm, I'm i'm assuming that it's you know it's not it's no. gonna work right now how about this one machine heads when you go to tune how if you want to make something sharper, do you turn that thing counterclockwise or clockwise? I go counterclockwise. How would you do it? I would turn it counterclockwise. Yeah, I think that just because, like, if you think, like, positionally, like, even uh, whether the tuning machines are on top or bottom. But, yeah, no, it's counterclockwise. So it's the same. Okay. Yeah. I, I You know, I know it sounds dumb. It really does. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like. I don't know, left-handed. I mean, you're you're tuning with your right hand. How yeah. did that happen? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, and it, I'd like to think that, they, you know, guitar places would care enough about lefties to make them their own, but that's just from a cost-effective standpoint. It doesn't make sense. They have perfectly good tuning machines. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, unfortunately, but it works. And, it, again, it's something, like, you saw me just hesitate for a second because it's something I don't even think about. Like, yeah. it's just natural. And I, I think another thought of it, too, is... So for me, when I look at a musician, like when I, if you and I are playing in the same room, I'm a lefty, you're a righty. It's literally a mirror image of each other. Yeah. So it is for me really easy to follow along with you because it's just a mirror. Like I'm looking in a mirror playing guitar. Right. You don't have to translate it at all. Exactly. So I find it a lot easier to play with right-handed musicians now when I went back and reconnected with my first guitar teacher that I had mentioned playing along with him was very foreign. I didn't like it because it was backwards. And then I kind of had this realization that that's what most guitar players deal with, you know, as a right-handed two righties playing together. But that mirror, that mirror image thing is actually really helpful and useful. And especially in like a band jam setting, because I can just sort of see what's going on a little bit quicker and follow right along. You know, 
I, confession time, I like to play in front of a mirror. <laughs> and I know that sounds dumb and I vain. I don't know how you want to put it, but I like to play in front of a mirror. And it's partially because I want to see what's going on with me upright. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I don't want to just be like staring, you know, put tilting my head over it and all yeah. that. So when I saw you playing for the very first time, which for the listeners who don't know, you are an excellent guitar player. Thank you. And so to see you play, I went, gosh, he's really good. And it didn't look foreign, which, you know, which should make sense. I mean, I've seen Kurt Cobain. I've seen Jimi Hendrix. Mm-hmm. And they don't necessarily look foreign to me when they do it. Yeah. But at the same time, when I see someone dribbling and then shooting a basketball or pitching or throwing a football and they do it left-handed, I'm freaked out. Hmm. And, you know, I don't know what to do. And yeah. it's like, I get really uneasy. I start to sweat a lot. I mean, <laughs> it's my problem. It's my problem. <laughs> you know? That's funny. So with all that said, speaking of Jimi Hendrix, so tell me now, have you ever taken a right-handed guitar and then flipped it over so that it could be left-handed for you? I've done it out of necessity, and I've also done it out of just for fun. So I've actually really? three specific times came to mind just now when you asked me that question. Uh, <laughs> so when I was a freshman in high school, I was playing guitar, doing a little bit at school. But at my church, there was actually this pretty good you know, worship team. Uh, and there was sort of a Saturday night and a Sunday service. And the Saturday night was sort of the the farm squad, if you will. That was where I yeah. played. And, uh, you know, I was learning and I was getting better and and there was a bass player that was playing on Sunday mornings and oftentimes Saturday nights who was a senior in high school getting ready to go to college. So he went off to college and then one Sunday, one of the, the lead guitar player of the band, the worship team, uh, walked up to me and said, hey, you're playing bass next weekend. Here's a bass. I'd never touched a <laughs> bass before in my life. Uh, and it was a Squire P bass, restrung. With a new nut in there, so it wasn't. It was there was some forethought to it. Reset and and said, "Here you go, figure it out." Of course. Uh, so figure that was, out. yeah. <laughs> so that was the first time, and I played that bass for a good year, uh, and then uh, we'll go one step further because I broke that bass. That bass, the input jack broke, and for oh. about a month, I actually there was a right-handed jazz bass sitting around at the church, and I had to use that. Because I didn't have anything else, so I played actually yeah. Hendrix in without the strings being changed for about a month before <laughs> um, I got my first bass that I you know that I own that actually was a, was a probably bur- a lot simpler to do that with a bass than it is with an One, electric guitar. One hundred and fifty percent. So that was the first time. Then the second time, I think I was a junior in high school, and there was an, a guitar elective class, and I thought, what an easy way to get an A. Uh, oh yeah. So I took that class and they had a bunch of guitars, uh, but I didn't want to bring my, I had a couple of guitars at that point. I think I had three, but I didn't want to have to bring it every week. So I literally, I asked the music teacher, I said, can I have one of these guitars? I'm just going to restring it. Uh, and then I'll restring it back. So for the semester when I played, uh, I had that right-handed guitar restrung, uh, just because I didn't feel like bringing my own guitar and on the bus and yeah. everything, and uh, got an A for that class, obviously, because you know, 
you know. You know. Uh, but yeah, so that you was actually this... had a clue what you were doing. Exactly. So <laughs> those two were more out of necessity. Uh, but the third time was uh, uh, maybe eight years ago now. I had a friend that had a Squire Stratocaster Deluxe that he was. He's like, I think it's broken. Can you can just have it? Uh, and I said, mm-hmm. okay, that's fine. And he's like, yeah, I can't figure out how to fix it. So, you know, I took it apart, I fixed it up, and then I restrung it. Uh, yeah. And that was like my guitar for a while. It was my good backup. It sounded kind of similar to to my that other Mexico strap. One? That I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then eventually he was like, actually, can I have that back since you fixed it? And I was like, yeah, that's fine, whatever. Uh, it was a Squire, <laughs> whatever. Uh, so the three, those are the three times... But in all honesty, I thought you were just going to turn it into wall art. I mean, come I on. wish, I wish. <laughs> I have been thinking lately about finding a Stratocaster Deluxe because I love the thicker headstock when it's flipped because that's always what Hendrix had. Hendrix had that, oh, that yeah. 70s thick, you know, headstock. Um, so I'm thinking about trying to find a right one, a right handed one of those, steal one yeah. from your guys, you guys, uh, and then restring it, <laughs> new nut. Um, maybe move, I might take out one of the uh, tone. Uh, pot and then move everything down so I have a little bit more space to uh, oh, sure. work, which is what our, our friend Lloyd does on his strategy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, same same mm-hmm. idea. Um, so, that's something I've been thinking about doing, but haven't really looked that hard, to be honest yet. Yeah. Well, and, you know, it's interesting. You, you keep mentioning switching out the nut, and some people may not understand why you're mm. switching out the nut. Mm. And the reason why is because, well, the low E string is a big old gauge, but the high E string is such a high gauge. And yeah. so in order to make sure the string stays in its spot, it stays in tune and it doesn't like, you know, cause this weird rattling around, you need to have a nice, even, well-cut mm-hmm. nut. So yes. that pretty much nails that answer for uh, for why that is, in case anybody was confused. Yeah. And then on on the the high school guitar, I didn't do that, so I would the oh, E string really? would pop out constantly. Yeah, the the, the, <laughs> the thick one. So I would just uh, I would just like put it back in and retune it real quick. It's just one thing that you have to deal with when you're being a lefty. Uh, but uh, like I said, that'll probably that 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 Hendrix guitar of mine. Uh, hopefully in the next year or so, I'd love to make that happen. That would make me really happy. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that that you mentioned that. I actually, I did a Cardinal Sin, and I took a left-handed guitar, and I I flipped it over once. Okay, so a buddy of mine got, you know, he found this Squire Stratocaster. It was white. It was left-handed, and we were both right-handed, and he said, hey, man, you want to try and and do this you want to try and like flip this thing over and do a (laughs) Hendrix type thing and I was like sure let's do it and so we flipped the thing over and you know we're trying to get this thing all strung up and doing everything and while we're working on it we're working on it in my parents garage because I was in high school at the time and my dad comes out there and goes what are you guys doing we're like oh we're gonna flip this over we're gonna make this right-handed and he went, don't you dare. You put that thing back the way it was. There are not enough left-handed guitars in this world. Thank you. You know, I was surprised. My dad was not necessarily a highly opinionated person. <laughs> you know, like he had his opinions, but he would just kind of passively, aggressively hold it to himself. You mm-hmm. know, but this was one he was adamant about. He was like, no, 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 no. You put that thing back the way it was and you go sell it off to somebody left-handed. <laughs> and I was like, wow. All right. But of course... I have met a number of people who, you know, are left-handed and have flipped things over and, you know, if if they're comfortable with it, 
let him do it. Yeah. Let him do it. Now, you know Paul. Yes, I do. And so I am totally going to throw him under the bus right now because he bought a Martin Shenandoah and it was the right price. Like he saw it and was like, I need that. It's the right price. But it was left handed. Mm. And he went ahead and had it. He paid to have the thing flipped over. And you know, I've, I've seen him with that guitar and I've seen because it has a pick guard on it, right? Yeah, the pick guard's upside and, down, right? And I always wondered. I said, that's weird. I said, maybe that's just... I was like, well, Paul's a weird guy. Maybe he just was just trying to be different and put a pick guard on it. Man, I, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to have words with him. I mean, love the guy. He, he's <laughs> he's good. He, he has a pass. Uh, that is... I don't want to say it's a pet peeve. I don't want to stand on a soapbox and get uh, grr about it because uh, to each their own. But it does make me a little right. sad that you right-handed musicians have so much. You have the the pick of the litter when it comes to your musical instruments. Well, and, right. And then you guys just come in and you just hit us while we're down. I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are in a world, and maybe it's just my worldview gear-wise, it yeah. is easier than ever to find left-handed instruments. So I don't think I'm as upset about it. And like well, a, a Squire guitar, for, for me, if it was a, you know, someone bought one of like a... a like one of those higher end American made Stratocasters and then did it. That right. that to me I don't love, but Or well, yeah, a PRS yeah, or exactly. yeah. a Les Paul or yeah. No, I get it. And actually, I mean, for the longest time, PRS didn't make left handed guitars. Mm-mm. Oh, trust and me, so, I'm I am abundantly aware of that. Uh, yes, I'll yes. bet you are. <laughs> yes. You know, our right handed supremacy. That's yeah, it. Uh, it's, it's <laughs> the, and it is it is it is hard the I think you know this because I talked about this with you a while ago, but when it's hard to find the guitar that you want, sometimes you just got to go on and make it or get it made. Yeah. And I've always wanted a La Cabernita Telecaster for oh, the yeah. longest time. I Spanish probably, for the Cabernita. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just love the simplicity of the the two P90s with the, just that little tiny pick guard and uh, just simple electronics. There was just something about it. And I saw the John Mayer, Keith Urban Crossroads episode. I don't know. Yes. C- CMT does that show. So if yep. you don't know what that show is, they have a pop musician and a country musician come together and they play each other's music. And John Mayer played it on Perfectly Lonely. I have seen that. Actually, in the last podcast we just did, the one I did with Jason, we talked about John Mayer and Keith Urban doing this crossroads and everything. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. So he did, a, I think it was Perfectly Lonely with this La Cabernita, and there was just something about the simplicity of just the two P90s, uh, just a tiny little pick guard, simple electronics that I just, I have wanted one. I mean, how long ago did that come out? That's probably 10 oh, years old gosh. now. Uh, yeah, that's been a long time. Well, definitely before the Nashville floods. Yeah. And that was in 2010. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So I've always wanted that guitar. And just about a year ago, I met this guy at a, um, a church that I've been going to um, by my house. And he's uh, he's a gearhead. He's just about as crazy as you and I uh, when yeah, it comes perfect. to uh, <laughs> searching for that perfect thing. And he's like, oh, yeah. Hey, I- for the record, everyone else is crazy. We're normal. Uh, Touche, touche, preach. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, uh, 
but no, it was, uh, he's like, yeah, I build guitars. And he's, and I said, would you build me this guitar? And he said, yeah, I'd love that. And so much. So yeah. he actually built one for him too, just to sort of, he did that <laughs> first. He's like, I wanted to get yours right. So we built his, so I finally have a La Cabernita. It's painted light pink. Uh, and you can see oh. the wood finish in it. Uh, and it's just this, uh, it's this amazing guitar. Uh, don't love the neck yet. I might switch out the neck. But anyway, yeah. all that to say is that when you can't find the guitar you want, you just have to, you know, find it or make it and do what you got to do. Uh, that yeah. is uh, difficult, but it was well worth the wait because it is just this beautiful sounding and looking guitar. I'm just oh, I'm yeah. so happy. It's interesting you say it that way because, you know, as a right hander, I get it. I got I got tons of options for things, but I've never been a strat guy. I like the idea of strats. I like the look of strats. I love how sexy they are. I love the curves. I love I love a strat. But a strat does not love my style of playing. Hmm. You know, I'll go to play a strat and I'm a humbucker guy. So I'll be trying to coerce something thicker out of it and i can't get it and yeah. i'll you know do this other, or i'll grab the neck and i'll be like gosh it's just too flat for mm. me or you know there's something i don't like about it and i actually decided um well actually it was because of jason mm. jason made an mjt stratocaster nice. and he let me borrow it once <laughs> and i fell in love with it i went this is it this is i've gone through a half a dozen strats and this one which is not technically a Strat. You would call that an S-style guitar because yeah. Stratocaster is a Fender. Mm-hmm. And I got this and I went, oh my gosh, this is it. How much you want for it? And he said, well, you can't have it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, and then fortunate for me, Jason is one of those types of people who eventually goes, well, but I kind of want something else a little bit more. Mm. And so he let go of the body and the pickups and everything, but he said he wanted to keep his neck. And that's fine. And I had a neck made for me. Nice. A, a big, thick V-neck. And it is absolutely amazing. It's everything I want in a Strat. Mm. Everything I want in a Strat. And I made it kind of like a 63 clone. I made it, mm. you know, I, should, I shouldn't say it's everything I want in a Strat. Because everything I want in a Strat it has the, the truss rod up by the headstock. Yeah. It has, like, maybe abalone inlay. You know, that kind of stuff. Well, this one, because of the way it was beat up, because of the type of finish that was on it and everything, I wanted it to be more of a tribute to a 63 Strat because I can't afford a 63 Strat, but I want it to have that vibe. And I've played a number of 63s. Mm-hmm. And this one, with the exception of the neck, sounds a lot like mm. that. And so I put the truss rod down at the heel, which kind of hate but is what it is yeah and um i dig it so i i get where you're at by if you can't find it and you really want it yeah shoot go make it you you bring up a good point you said that you couldn't afford a 63 strat it is very hard to have a vintage left-handed collection that is oh how bad i know one person it's not someone that i know personally it's actually uh from a podcast i listen to actually uh, he he, paul mccartney 
<laughs> well, yeah, besides him. <laughs> Touche. But just this guy, he you know, he's a podcaster. Um, he's a writer out in uh, L.A., but he's yeah. left-handed, and he has a pretty substantial and awesome left-handed, like a vintage left-handed guitar collection. It's him and Paul McCartney are probably the only ones that I could, that, that I've seen or seen yeah. any sort of semblance of. So that's something that... I lament a little bit. I'd love to have like my dream guitar, you know, the perfect guitar for me would probably be an ES335. Uh, I have oh, yeah. I have bought three or four guitars to try to fill the ES335 uh shaped hole in my heart. Uh, I've, I've bought um, that's a big that's a big hole it is I've, I've bought a Gretsch it's an um, F-sized hole <laughs> exactly I, um, I've bought a um, an airline uh, they have a semi-hollow and yep. it's just not it no, it's not I want a ES335 with a Bigsby tremolo on it and it is just mm-hmm. nearly impossible to find and if you do find them they're five to seven grand and that's not oh, something right that I really want to spend on quite yet. Uh, so maybe one day, but that is, right. so going back to an earlier question is, is it hard to find your perfect guitar? Yes. I don't think I've quite done it yet. I, I found pretty close to an acoustic, an electric. Um, I, my first like real guitar purchase was I needed an acoustic electric guitar and I wanted a Martin. So I did the research and they were coming out. They had this, it was a Martin Aura series um oh yeah and uh beautiful guitars and i did the research i kind of did that process i talked about earlier where you go you find the neck you find the body shape you find the wood kind of peg it all together and i bought this guitar and it was perfect for a long long time beautiful inlay these like skeleton tuners i loved it but i mean i remember that one yeah, yeah 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 um it was it was a dreadnought and i kind of stopped I didn't like how it felt anymore. So yeah. I, I sold it and I was like, I'm going to get a new one. I'll get one in like six months. I'll just wait. They stopped making them um, and they're next to impossible to find. So I had yeah. almost a perfect guitar, uh, then lost it again. Uh, and now yeah. having a hard time finding one. But that is uh, that is the dream. If anyone can find one for me, a left-handed Martin or a GPC GT, uh, give me a call. I will yeah. most certainly take one off your hands. But that is something that runs into is that, you know, once something is out of being made, you know, they don't make it anymore. You, It is hard to find and it's scarce. And if there is, then it's expensive or it just doesn't stay on the used market for very long. Well, and that's interesting because, you know, part of me would say because there is less left-handed guitar players that and there's less options for them. There would also be less of a market because there's less people to go for, but mm-hmm. it's actually the exact opposite. It's that supply and demand. Yeah, 100%. Is there is a lot of lefties out there mm-hmm. who want a guitar, but manufacturers are mostly making righties. Yeah. And, and honestly, I, I'm willing to bet that you're probably looking at some of these things like when, when uh, Gibson makes their Jimi Hendrix model mm-hmm. and when... Um, when Fender makes their Kurt Cobain models and all that kind of stuff, the first thing they make is a right-handed version. Yep. And you're like, what the bleep yep. is wrong yep. with you? Oh, <laughs> like, 100%. <laughs> and, and, the, and when they do make the left-handed models, they're so, they're super expensive, but also they're, they There's make, a premium. Exactly. Yep. So that is, it is tough. And, and the used market, because we, we all know that it is 
makes more sense to buy used equipment. You know, just the value. Yeah. Like, that is... Yeah. When it comes to strictly it guitars... It drops 20 to 50% just by buying it used. And that, to me, is awesome, but it is really hard to do uh, with left-handed yeah. equipment. With left-handed... It's getting a little bit better. There, there are a couple of uh, used left-handed, you know, vintage or just regular guitar forums on Facebook that I found. Uh, yeah. But it's an, the problem is it's an international page. So you see a guitar you yeah. like and you go, oh no, that's in, that's in England. That's not going to happen. They're not going <laughs> to. Yeah, that's, that's not happening. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, yeah you just kind of have to, for me, it's become more about what sound do I want to hear? Not yeah. so much that's what I kind of guitar because I think right. if I really truly take a step back, I can get the sound of lots of things with not just guitars, right. but you know, with pedals sure. and, and that's a whole other, you know, avenue. Yeah. If you are looking for a way to help support the Tweed Couch and it costs no money to you, then check out our YouTube channel and become a subscriber. Also, you can tell someone about the podcast and share an episode with them. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. Let's hear from another sponsor. Are you looking for a party with a purpose? If you love music, if you love family-friendly, if you love camping, then you should look into LifeFest. LifeFest is one of the largest Christian music festivals in America and draws attendees from across the United States to worship together, deepen their faith, and strengthen relationships with family and friends. This three-day event features dozens of artists, engaging seminars, and much more. This year, in 2021, we have two festivals. Come join A Party with a Purpose in Oshkosh, Wisconsin on July 8th through 11th, or on the Johnny Cash Hideaway Farm in Bon Agua, Tennessee on July 29th through 31st. I'll see you there. Well, and so speaking of which, you know, talking about pedals and amps and all that kind of stuff, that probably brings me to my next question, which is, what is the biggest struggle as a Southpaw in a righty world? (laughs) So the biggest struggle is definitely, I think, some of the things that we've talked about that is uh, there's just not the market for it. And also just even I'll take it one step further. Um, I always have to if if I'm in a if I'm a lead guitarist for a band and the lead singer is playing guitar, I need to stand on the right side of them. That's just that's because mm-hmm. of the way our necks go. So that is something I have yep. a, a guy that I've been playing with for 15 years now. And he just he has it down. He goes, no, Andrew's over there. Like he just knows that's just yep. goes without saying. But even bands like even when I'm out with the Junker Georges, that's something that. I usually have to say at least once when we're getting ready to set up the stage. I gotta be on the right. Yep. So that's that's one thing, uh, and then also just the there is not always a camaraderie that it's there. When I meet up with with people like you or our friend Lloyd, and it's uh, I can't go. Hey, you want to try out my guitar? I just got this right. new guitar. I mean, I can pick it up and play it. So I've kind of had to because the guitar thing isn't always there i noticed that i have filled and developed such a love for pedals when we uh, oh yeah uh, and and i think i kind of said earlier that i wasn't able to get the sound i want sometimes out of a guitar because guitars aren't readily available i noticed that i could get the sounds that i was looking for to hear um out of pedals um yeah so i i am a i am 
in some ways a bigger gear head than a guitar head. Oh um, yeah. I, I am unashamed in saying that. And, uh, I'll never forget the first time I ever used pedals. And I think it was a very informative. This was something I had always been missing. This is finally the way I want my guitar to sound. It was actually Lloyd's rig. Um, yeah. and he was running, he had a tube screamer, um, the Barber direct drive, the burninator, yep. which I know yep. has been talked about many times on this yeah. podcast. <laughs> That's mine. <And laughs> yep. By, by the time, I was done. He he said, "Hey, do you want to use my stuff?" I was using like a Valvetronics, like fifty watt at the time. Like oh, a was that the black box. and silver one? Exactly. Yeah, that was my amp, um, and I got like a good sound out of it, and it was fine. But yeah. I sat down, was doing an event with with Lloyd, and um, he's like, "Hey, why don't you use my stuff, my gear?" And he was, I think he had his Marshall and his Savage cab, and. Yep. Uh, by the end, I think literally every pedal of his was turned on. Every like overdrive, I think yeah. he had his Keeley compressor. <laughs> and that to me was, I finally felt like this is what I wanted to sound like. This is what I yep. want. And I had that, that Stratocaster I told you about earlier. And I think I got much more use out of that because I was finally able to get that sonic feel through pedals. And I think it's a way to yeah. kind of get around the shortage of lefty guitars. Uh, so... Yeah, it is tough being a lefty, but I think that there are some things. Pedals are not right-handed or left-handed, so that's nice. I've got that. Uh, I, I, you know, but at the same time, I think I think that pedals are right-handed, and and, and, <laughs> and let me let, let me explain why. Because I've been I've actually was thinking about this earlier today, knowing that we were going to have this conversation. I went. Uh, I think pedals are right-handed for two reasons. Number one reason is where's the input jack on. On the, the right, right side. Right. Yeah, so it's right. on the right yeah. side. So my cable gets to go off to the right and yeah. into the pedal, whereas your cable goes off to the left, has to cross over your feet and go into the You have to be wireless or else yeah. you trip oh, over I, everything always. I And I've I've been wireless for a really long time, and maybe that's why. I didn't even think of that. It, thanks, I, thanks for taking pedals away from me too, Dr. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> This therapy session has gone wrong. <laughs> oh no. That that is a very valid point that is yeah. upsetting, but I yeah, I have been I I got a wireless. I got my first wireless over 10 years ago now. So, that's probably yeah, that's probably why. One of the reasons. Now, you said you're left-footed. So, if we're mm-hmm. talking about pedals, where where do you put the wah or the volume? On the right, actually. Yeah, I keep that on the so right. So do you walk in volume right. with your right foot then? Yes. And it's actually, it's more They're of trying a comfort to change thing. You. Yes, yeah. yes. It's <laughs> actually because of when I'm playing guitar. I went through a phase of like, I had my guitar probably a little bit lower on my body than it needed to be because yep. I thought it was cool and it felt good at the time. So if I ever tried to use it on my, like the volume or while on my left foot, it would get in the way. It would kind of feel like oh, I was sure. hindered. So it was more of just a comfort thing, and I've just I've learned it. So yeah, no, it is right. I'm right-footed, I guess. So not everything left-handed. I'm right-footed. Okay. When so it comes even to when you click on a pedal, do you click on a pedal right-footed then? Ambidextrous. I I don't discriminate okay. because yeah. I I would also say that they're screwing with you also in the sense that tap tempo is usually always on the right side of a pedal. Yeah, that's never bugged me. But you're right. Yeah, I, I there. Yeah. I, the world is against you, Barber. I'm telling you. It's, it's just the way I'm, it is. 
I've never thought of this before. Really, this is uh, some shocking revelations in this therapy <laughs> session, my friend. Now, I'll, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm, how do you feel about amps? Is is there left-handed amps? <laughs> I um no. I would say I'm trying to think of all the amps I've had. The so my Vox, the input was on the left side. I'm pretty sure. Okay, uh, what, what what was it? An AC fifteen, AC thirty? Yeah, a fifteen and a ten. I've had both. Okay, so they're so they're on the. I don't have it with me right now, but yeah, no. Okay. So I think that's on the left. That's things I've never noticed, and I think that's just because like I didn't learn it left-handed and then had to do it right-handed. I've only ever known it one way, so yeah. I think yeah, I don't think I've had to. I don't <laughs> think they need to make a left-handed amp. Man, I'm really having yeah. this this. Uh, Shaking confidence in my my. Uh, well, I'm sorry, I didn't mean Goodness. to shake your confidence. I, it's okay. Just... It's okay. I'll be okay. <laughs> you're gonna after we get done with this conversation, you're gonna go into the closet. You're just gonna curl yep. into a ball. <laughs> yep. Just rock back and forth. <laughs> just holding my AC10 in my yeah. arms. Just it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be in okay. Your pedals. <laughs> and you're yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and your li- little the cabernita. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 My look. Well, the, the law stands for left. So yeah, that's the, yeah. Oh, that's, that's what the, it yeah. is. Left cabernita. Yeah, def- left. Ca- yeah. Wrong. Yep. <laughs> well, you know, and that that brings up an interesting point because I, you know, when I think about it, you know, like my Marshall, I plug in to the right side of the amp. Mm-hmm. Mesa boogies. Oftentimes I find myself plugging into the right side of an amp, you know, and I always feel Mm -hmm. like I'm plugging into the right side. But when I turn around to play because Mm -hmm. the amp behind me is going, well, now it's crossing over. So I actually think that most amps are really kind of going the other way. It's actually to help the lefty. Yeah, they kind of gave they gave us one thing. They gave you one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Good for them. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for throwing me a bone. Amp yeah, people. right. <laughs> That's funny. Well, with with all that said, and I, I know those are all like sad, sad stories, but there has to be something good about being left-handed. There's got to be something that a lefty gets that a righty does not. I think just a general thing. I think it's, and you probably would know this better, Doctor T, uh, that um, the right brain versus left brain, creative, non-creative. Mm-hmm. I would say because I'm dominant left-handed, I'm probably that probably taps into a more creative side of things. Oh, okay. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to go with it and maybe that's not true but I've believed it and it's helped over the years. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I think I think that the left-handed dominance uh that's a thing. But also I talked about it a little bit earlier and I kind of said that it was a challenge but I think it's a blessing in disguise about because of the world of left-handed instruments specifically. Uh is scarce and I can't always try one out in public. I'd have to, I've had to be really discerning and I've had to get really knowledgeable. And I found the joy in that. The process of picking out a new guitar is joyous for me. It is fun. I think it's made me uh, look at things. And I think when I got to the point of higher gear stuff, as it makes the pedals and amps that I've, uh, even when I didn't necessarily need to do the research, I did because it was how I learned how to do it. Yeah. Uh, and also, I mean, we've got Hendrix on our team. So, and yeah. McCartney. So, I think. And uh, you got Cobain on your team. Yeah. We're winning in the grand scheme of things. I, you know what? I don't disagree. I don't disagree <laughs> at all. Um, so, with that said, you know, as we look at all of this that we've talked about, mm. 
What final thoughts do you have? Maybe a word for the lefties out there? Maybe a word for the righties out there? Whatever it is, what, what final thoughts do you have? Uh, right-handed people, think before you uh, steal someone else's left-handed guitar. I think that's uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. just... Uh, but more importantly, I think at the end of the day, I don't think of myself as a left-handed musician. I'm just a musician. Mm-hmm. So I think at the end of the day, as a lefty, uh, we may not have the guitars on our side. We mm-hmm. may not have the pedals on our side. We may not have the amps always on our side. But at the end, of the day, we've got each other. And I yeah. think we should be confident in our left-handedness. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, we all have two hands. <laughs> yes. Really. <laughs> That's true. Uh, and that I think some of the most interesting people I have ever met have actually been left-handed, now that I think about it. And there are some great musicians that we've got, like I said, on our team. But at the end of the day, I think that it's okay to be left-handed, and I think that we should be proud of our left-handedness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I completely agree. You guys are unique. Mm-hmm. You are an important beast. And you know what? Kind of looks cool on stage. So Yeah. It it makes your band awesome. Yeah. I'll be honest, though. When I see a left-handed musician, I go, that's weird. So that doesn't help that matter. <laughs> but <laughs> when I watch Paul McCartney, I think it's strange. But at the end of the day... I think we are unique and I think that we are in good company and that we're at a premium. We're just, that's, there's not as much of us, but I think that we are strong and mighty. Well, that concludes our time of the Tweed Couch Guitar Therapy Session. If you liked what you heard, leave five stars in a review. Also, don't forget to check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Tweed Couch. Until next time. <laughs>